Ten minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We get into our wrap of the top business stories and uh, helping us to take a look at uh, all the happenings in the world of money on this Thursday is Carl Givers, who's the head of research at Benguela Global Fund Managers. Carl, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayubonga. Carl, I mean, I was saying earlier on when we started uh, with our introduction, it's certainly been, um, you know, the last three years or so, it's certainly been uh, a bounty for many of those in the platinum group metal sector. Um, and a big part, I guess, of what came out in Sen's announcements earlier on today uh, was uh, the story of two uh, big platinum players. And I think it might be helpful for us to discuss them, uh, um, you know, combined, because some of the drivers of their performance, both for Royal Buffalo Platinum and uh, for implants as well have a lot to do with the basket price of pgms L- let's start there with royal buffu king um now they came out gave some guidance uh, on uh, where they expect their earnings to be and um i'm quite interested i guess in what you make of uh, this uh, when you uh, think about revenue uh, potentially increasing by more than 70 percent uh, their earnings increasing by over 200 uh, percent certainly a sign of the times yeah certainly i mean uh uh, if there's one sector that's that's really pumping now in terms of uh, profitability and and cash flows, it is the the platinum sector or PGM sector, and um, yeah, RB Flats, uh, Royal Buffalo benefiting from that. And uh, I mean, I think people underestimate the, the increase of the basket price in rand terms because you know the rhodium is actually it's such a small component, but it's it's, it's you know it's big in terms of price. So um, certainly. The, the basket price has, has rallied significantly. And uh, if you look at, I mean, even RB Platts, uh, I was actually, you know, it's quite scary. If you look at where it was in uh, sort of March last year, you know, after the, the collapse of, of the markets, it was trading at 17 Rand at its low. Um, and today they said they'll come out with uh, earnings per share of close mm-hmm. to 14 Rand. So almost like you're getting the entire share price at the time. In, in one year in terms of earnings. So, I mean, huge uh, super profits coming through now. And, and this is an industry that, that was under, under a lot of pressure uh, not mm. too long ago and, and uh, written off by a lot of people. Yeah. Let's talk about COVID, um, I guess, for, for both Royal uh, uh, King and uh, I guess in the case of Implats as well. Um, the implications that that has had on production, uh, you probably don't want to lose even an hour or an ounce of production uh, when the prices are so good. Yeah, so, I mean, for example, uh, Royal Buffalo King um, had an effective loss of 45 days of production um, during the whole uh, national lockdown. Um, but I think, you know, in, in, that that probably supported the price of, of the basket uh, slightly because overall there, there was a bit of supply constraint. Um, but I think that that loss in, in days um, certainly uh, was made more than made up by, by the increase in price. Um, but even if you look at Royal Buffalo King, uh, even though they lost 45 days, they, their production actually increased um, mm. um, by about four and a half percent year on year. Yeah, yeah. Now, Carl, we know you know when when there's a lot of money flying around and cash generation is very positive and people are are very very cash flush. Um, that um, it's not only dividends that are a part of the story, but we often see in many cases a lot of acquisitions. Um, are you expecting, I guess, uh, in any meaningful form, uh, some form of consolidation in the sector, uh, the gobbling up of some of the smaller players by the big guys? Yeah, I think that tends to happen, and, and especially in the, the cyclical um, resource or material sector, um, because in very, it's sort of uh, self-fulfilling, because as commodity prices go up, 
the 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 firms make you know end up with more cash on hand, and then they end up having to to spend it on on growth projects, either greenfields and and uh, most of the time they they do prefer to to spend it on something that's existing already, the risk. So so I'm sure there there will be quite a bit of uh, consolidation yeah. and and. Uh, it's helping um, with our wrap-up top business stories. Oh, Carl, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? Did I get cut off? Uh, can you hear me? Oh, Carl, and Now it's Carl from Bingo. Yeah, I think we're struggling with a, a bad line. It's our wrap of the top business stories, and I'm in conversation with Carl Givers from Benguela Global Fund Managers. Carl, I certainly hope uh, both of us are on a much, are on a much better line. Uh, but uh, let's let, let's come back to that story of uh, uh, Implats. You were still, I guess, talking to us about uh, the prospects of consolidation, you know, uh, and a lot of M&A activity in the sector. Yes, uh, um, I wonder what what happens uh, generally is when. When uh, the sector does better, you know, commodity prices are up, then the companies end up with a lot more cash, and, and uh, then they start spending that on on other projects, um, so greenfield projects or brownfield expansions, um, which is existing operations that they can expand on, or acquisitions. And we've seen acquisitions happening even with Implats uh, buying that the Canadian miner. Um, Sibania is very acquisitive. Um, and I guess uh, with with all the cash flows, Impala has um, indicated that they'll spend about 10 billion um, rand on on two of their mines, the Two Rivers mine in Limpopo um, and and Zimplatz. Um, but highlighting that they they'll only spend uh, on on sort of a lower cost or lower risk, um, shallow mechanized resources. So um, I think overall it is often a risk that uh, that these companies squander capital. But uh, I think having having been through a cycle and the likes of Implets and, and particularly Amplets will be quite wise in applying that uh, mm. capital. Yeah, we also know, Carl, that in some cases, uh, the other option is to uh, invest some of that capital within some of your existing assets. And uh, if you think about South Africa and Zimbabwe uh, as, uh, you know, two nations that have the lion's share of known PGM reserves uh, across the world, uh, but certainly, I guess, uh, is... A smart move in the type of price environment we have uh, for implants to uh, go big as they've done now in Limpopo and in Zimbabwe. Yeah, I think it is certainly. I mean, the all bodies here, um, or at least the opportunity here, is 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 quite uh, quite good. Um, I mean, there's always been the, the risk factor that that's been highlighted, but I think given where commodity prices are, the PGM basket, um, it certainly is a positive. Um, 
for 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 South Africa. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully it can continue also across the other commodities. And I guess you know um, the, the other dynamic, of course, for for implants would be you know how long do you expect this to last? I mean, how, how long can you ride this out? Uh, a lot of what uh, they've been saying is is, is really you know. Uh, let's try and make sure that uh, we make um, we make hay while the sun shines. But the big question, if if we think about where demand is coming from, uh, for many of these PGM metals, um, largely from from the autocatalytic sector, uh, what do you make of the prospects of uh, I guess uh, the surge in demand continuing, uh, and uh, its implications on the price environment in the medium term? Yeah, I think the supply and demand. Um equation does look quite favorable in, in terms of uh, supporting the, the prices for a bit longer. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned that it's mainly driven by um, the increased loadings in, in the autocatalyst, um, you know, the environmental um, risk, especially after that diesel gate uh, event, um, the, the motor companies, uh, auto companies are ensuring that they, you know, have sufficient uh, um, uh, platinum or PGMs in the in the auto catalyst to to ensure the the emissions are within standards, um, and I think on the other side the supply, given where prices were, um, all all the mines had actually not expanded at all. If anything, they consolidated into um, better quality shafts and 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 mines, and now the supply has you know because of the lack of capex spent in, into growth, um, there is a bit of a supply constraint. And, and that certainly is causing, um, I mean, it depends who you talk to, but there should be a healthy deficit over the next year or two. Mm. We know with the advance towards, you know, electric vehicles, there's a massive, uh, I guess, interest in uh, battery minerals. Uh, we saw Sabanyev signaling the same that uh, they, I think, were looking to buy an entity out in Finland. Uh, I stand to be corrected, uh, but I think it, it was in Finland. Um, and, and, and similarly here, I think Implats also looking to uh, other applications for their metals and uh, especially in the battery space. What do you make of that? And I guess uh, potentially, I mean, the positioning of South Africa uh, as as a home for some of these metals, not just when we think about lithium, but also, I guess, you know, uh, the role that uh, PGMs can play in uh, fuel cell technology as well. Yeah, I think in terms of the viability of, of fuel cells, I mean, certainly there's been a lot of progress and, and and that's where platinum in, in particular can in, can play a big role. Um, in terms of the EV, you know, the electric vehicles, um, you know, they one, one does have to look at uh, lithium. And, and I'm copper at the end of the day is also a huge beneficiary of, of the move to electric vehicles, given the uh, the volume of copper used mm. in, in those compared to normal. Yeah, that'll make uh, the Zambians very happy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's across across the board. Um, quite positive for for those metals. Um, I mean, lithium is actually quite abundant. Um, it's just uh, a matter of extracting it uh, profitably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's shift our attention away from the uh, PGM sector, and uh, I guess uh, uh, a lot of smiles abound there, not just within the sector, but also uh, for many of the folk at uh, the receiver of revenue, uh, because we have certainly have seen a spike in the royalties that have been paid out as well. Uh, that being said, let's shift our attention to Mondi, now the paper packaging group uh, that effectively, you know, probably packages most of what we consume uh, as South African consumers. Um, and, and they came out with, uh, I guess, a, a very strong showing and uh, placing a lot of faith uh, in the cost savings that they expect to materialize from some of the operational investments that they've made. 
Yeah, so I mean, they they did come out. So this was their um, uh, financial year 2020, so to December. Um, the earnings did decline by 24% year on year. Um, but I think obviously that was including the, the lockdown periods and, and the, the height of the, the pandemic. Um, group revenue was down 8%. Uh, and the main reason was uh, lower prices. And then that's despite uh, demand resilience, um, you know, even in, in the whole um, COVID environment. Um, and a lot, you know, demand in terms of demand, um, the move to to e-commerce um, certainly has been beneficial for for Mondi um, because a big portion of their business is is um, packaging um, paper. Um, but uh, in terms of the other elements, you know, uncoated fine paper, while it outperformed the market in terms of volumes, uh, it still declined 6.8%. But that compared to the 15% uh, decline, uh, for example, in Europe for that uh, that sector. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly I think within the sector, they, they're probably one of the uh, the better uh, players. And I mean, the, the share price was up, I think, close to 2% today, um, even though yeah. earnings were down 24%. I mean, what benefits, if any, do they get during a moment like this from, from the kind of sort of geographical diversification they have? I mean, these guys are you know, making investments in Slovakia, making investments in Russia, you know, here at home, out in Richards Bay. And, uh, uh, you know, at a moment where I guess the, the entire world is facing pandemic and we still need, you know, to buy, I guess, cartons of milk, you still need to buy, you know, some of the things that are packaged in paper or, or some of the uh, uh, um, market segments these guys operate in. Um, is it helpful to still have that geographical diversification or just, I guess, has the pandemic made that something, uh, I guess, less of an advantage? No, I think it, it certainly is an advantage, I think, for them. Uh, and if you look at, I mean, they're, they're mainly in, in Europe and, and Eastern Europe um, and, and Russia, as you said. Um, and one of the advantages of those is, is you've got a uh, supply of, of pulp um, to, to make the product, you know, to, to, to make so virgin uh, craft paper um, and container board and, and uncoated fine paper. Um, so you've got the, the resource relatively cheap, um, available uh, close by and and that 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 is one benefit of you know having also a diversified portfolio of of molds in 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 these areas um and also i mean their size they they are one of the big players in the world Uh, and that they've certainly done a lot better than uh, their uh, you know cousin uh, sappy um who strategically went in a slightly different direction um, Mondi focusing on packaging, uh, certainly, especially with the environmental or eco folk, uh, you know, um, environmentally focused um, consumer. Uh, I think it, they're certainly in the right space. Yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly one of those sectors where, you know, unlike, I guess, you know, a console, for instance, where you're, you're really servicing specific uh, consumer markets. Uh, that have been hard hit during this moment. I mean, they, they've been able to, to weather this particular storm because I guess demand for, for paper packaging or, or paper and pulp, uh, um, you know, anything that's derived from that has, has certainly continued to ride out uh, the pandemic. Now, uh, I mean, let's talk about that dividend briefly before I guess we get into uh, what implications yesterday's budget is going to have for municipalities and cities. Um, so the dividend for at, at Monday, Yes, um, Mondia. I think that's uh, also another positive. So um, cash flows were, uh, were were quite strong, and they also reduced their debt levels 
Um, and I think maybe that's why the share price reacted positively today. And with Mondi declaring a final dividend of uh, 41 uh, euro cents per share. Um, and, and that was ahead of uh, consensus, so better than, than expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Carl, you would have certainly watched the budget yesterday, and uh, we uh, certainly tried to uh, do a lot of analysis here yesterday and uh, pick out key parts and key messages that came from that. Uh, one of the areas we didn't have a chance to touch on at great any at any great length was uh, the implications uh, in the division of revenue for provinces and municipalities, and it seems. Uh, I guess, uh, in addition to uh, public sector wages, uh, that uh, much of that uh, burden of adjustment is also going to be falling on many municipalities and cities. Yeah, I think that is um, certainly a, a, an adaption for, for municip- municipalities and, uh, um, and provinces to, to, you know, survive with, within, uh, you know, one could argue a bit of austerity. Um, but I think the, the focus is on effective spending, and that'll be the challenge for for municipalities and, and provinces to to ensure that they, because essentially what uh, Treasury is is looking to do is uh, allocate money where it gets spent uh, properly or effectively, um, and and I think that'll be the the challenge to to ensure that uh, service delivery still happens, um, but it might also cause a bit of dis- disruption in terms of uh, service delivery, which uh, you know could create a few problems on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, certainly going to be a tough environment. I mean, you touch on uh, uh, the um, sort of elements of austerity in that budget, and uh, I guess uh, the finance ministry very, uh, very reluctant to admit that uh, a lot of this is going to be austerity, especially if you factor in uh, the uh, rate of inflation, both current and expected, and uh, you also factor in population growth. Uh, some of these transfers uh, effectively have us moving backwards, Carl. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, you know, it, it was probably a, a tough uh, budget to, to balance. Um, and there were certainly austerity elements, um, but also growth supportive elements in, in the um, in the budget. I mean, if you look at austerity, I mean, firstly, the, the government wage bill um, that, you know, where, where there's quite a significant um, cut or, or at least uh, holding back in spending. Um, on the other hand, you've got, um, in fact, almost tax relief with the corporate tax rate coming down by a percent. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in, t- in terms of, um, you know, it's difficult to balance. I mean, even in terms of the, the social grants and so on, uh, there have been quite a few few cuts. So um, it, it has been probably austerity in, in certain areas. And, and I think um, those would be, Cut in, in certain non non productive areas, um, which might be a bit tough for for some of the uh, the poorer elements of the the population. Um, but I think you know longer term you need that growth to to end up you know it's, it's short term pain uh, for longer term gain. I think and that's the balance that the finance minister had to 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 get. Yeah, it's certainly no um, no easy balancing act by any stretch of the imagination. Carl, we'll have to leave it there. It was always a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, yeah, until we uh, check in again. Cool. Thank you very much. That there was Carl Givers. He's the head of research at Benguela Global Fund Managers. We'll take a brief.